1: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 16th of June. It's the day after the FOMC meeting in the US. We're going to talk about everything in business markets and startups, maybe not so much startups today, Although London Tech Week is on and there's a special recording of Startup Daily happening right now as we speak. I'm Nadine, here with Scuddy. Boy, that was a very convoluted intro today, wasn't it?
0: It was. uh, Could have been uh, a lot more uh, succinct and uh, yeah, just how terrible was our local market today. Uh, I had to go and uh, be so uh, uh, flippant about it, but... uh, yeah, it was predictable. It was lousy. It was everything I expected it would be.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. So it was just a Fed hike relief rally that fizzled out, didn't it? You know, right through that the day today, you were on at 10 a.m., all on your lonesome. And uh, things were looking good, up by about 1% or so by the time I got on at 11. And then it was just one way traffic, pretty much. Even that uh, really strong jobs report not enough to save the local market. I mean, yes, jobs rarely have an impact on equity markets, but, um, you know, that was a, a ringing endorsement, really, of the jobs market. Hey, participation rate up to a record high. Go girls. You're killing it.
0: Yeah. And the, the blokes, yeah, we've got to go and uh, pick up our slack. But, uh, yeah, uh, record uh, female participation, leading the national participation rate to a record high, which is fantastic news. Uh, more people than ever as a proportion of the uh, working age population out there either in work or looking for work. Great news, Uh, record uh, employment, uh, underutilization, hitting multi-decade lows, fantastic for wage growth. Uh, It was very hard to go and pick many holes in the uh, the data. The uh, hours worked very strong, full-time employment very strong. Happy days.
1: Yeah, and then you get uh, happy days for the RBA, right? Because that implies... A strong economy. It implies wages pressure. It implies inflation. Had a good chat with Carlos Quecho from Jardin just to end the day there. Uh, So revised down their house price forecast, looking for drops of about 20%. They've moved underweight. The banks, uh, the consumer looking like it's in for a bit of a, a tough go. And yeah, uh, it, it, it's just, it's the story of 2022, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't get a lot of uh, a lot of first tier data here locally now until we get the uh, the next RBA meeting. But uh, I reckon we're going to start talking about 75s here at home because we are uh, seeing what's going on elsewhere in the world. We know that the, uh, the Australian experience is that we seem to be lagged, not different to the rest of the world. And do we really want to be in a situation where we're trying to go and fight so no inflation that's sitting above 8% higher? Uh, I don't think so. So maybe, maybe, uh, as you try and get back towards that neutral level the RBA government has been talking about, they do 75 basis point next month. Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah, BOE coming tonight, Bank of England. Now there's talk that, you know, potentially a 50 basis point hike there, although the economy there is already slowing some of the – Hard work has already been done. I thought your spending there last week would have gone and uh, perked things up. I didn't do a lot of spending there. I didn't have time. Run off my feet. Um, bought a little, a few little souvenirs home for the girls. I mean, I did do my Queen's Jubilee shopping. i got to say, it was absolutely um, beautiful to be in London. British flags, the Union Jack hanging everywhere because it was just the week after mm. uh, the Jubilee celebration. Anyways, I digress. There are worse
0: to be in London than, uh, than in London during uh, no, early, yeah. early summer. Yeah,
1: and it was beautiful weather as well. Uh, that's a little bit about me in my last week. But um, w- today, and uh, post-market close actually here in Australia, it's just uh, come to my attention that Dali and Iron Ore futures have dropped further, so down by about 3% uh we had a report in the ft today that uh, china might be looking to make some moves to take control in a more meaningful way of uh the iron ore pricing scenario there uh look everybody that i spoke with about it said it's kind of old news uh not likely to have you know any sort of an impact at least in the uh in the short term um you know gavin went for a for one, he's from Mine Life Report. He's calling it a desperate measure by the Chinese. It's likely to fail. Um, you know, they've tried t- to diversify before. It's not worked. Uh, what they need to do is dig more out. Um, he said ultimately control measures like these are, you know, proposed, or, are really doomed to fail. So uh, not a lot to be made of that story, although it did, I think, take uh, a bit of a toll on Fortescue in particular.
0: Oh, I think 100% it did and I respect these guys I know experts in their field and everything else the one thing that I remember though back from sort of the 2016 era is the clean out that the Chinese authorities did of that steel sector the willingness to go and get rid of excess and everything else to go and deliver what they deem to be a greater good Uh, when I hear reports about this and this one was a lot more meat on the bones compared to the other speculation we heard earlier this year Um, yeah Maybe not in the near term, but uh, I wonder what will happen. There's already talked that there might be some more amalgamations of, uh, of steel mills at, uh, in China. Keep an eye on that space pretty close. We know how important iron ore exports are to our national well-being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. To the uh, the budget bottom line as well. Okay, so what else happened today? We had some big corporate moves. We had... We had Bubs signing a deal with Walmart that always goes well. Um, boy, the fortunes of Bubs has turned around significantly over the past while through that f- formula shortage in the United States. a second plane of its supplies are en route. Uh, Eager's Automotive shares are up more than 7% as it looks to buy back progressively within 12 months uh, from the buyback com- beginning at the end of this month. It's... Um, Company says that it reflects its very strong balance sheet. So yeah, shares doing really well there. On the flip side of the equation, though, Link Link was a stinker today, down by eleven percent, uh, the lowest level since April 2020. It looks like that potential takeover by that Canadian company, Diane Durham, has hit a bit of a snag with the A Triple uh, The Link board still saying it will go ahead, but uh, yeah, shareholders not buying and not liking the sentiment down by 11% and in fact, that was the stock of the day, wasn't it? Let's go there now then, Scuddy. We had Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital and Gaurav Sodi from, uh, from The Intelligent Investor. Anyone who's now looking to um, to take over um, a competitor or, uh, or integrate, um, I think will face a more, is clearly facing a more aggressive C. That's the takeaway from here. Um, for Link in particular, Link is, has been a weak business for a long time It's going to be ripped apart and sold uh, in one way or another. Um, And and I don't think this will be an impediment to it. It's probably going to mean a much lower price. Um, I I have no interest in it myself. Um, You know, there are clear cultural problems inside Link. Poor management for a long time. Um, Yeah, I've I've got no interest in in this business at all, Andrew. This is the my head fourth or fifth time someone's taken a look at link and and walked away now well sorry i guess d and d haven't walked away yet but i suspect they would like to um given their share price is down 50 percent from where it was um so there's something you know there's cockroaches in the kitchen here with link gorab's right there's pieces of the business that are probably decent in the right hands How it finds its way to those hands, wait and see, Uh, but I'm not the sort of investor who sits there and tries to, you know, um, run a sum of the parts valuation and hope that value can be unlocked. So I'd I'd be, I'd be staying away from Link. Um, And I suspect something like this hangs over the share price for quite a while. Cockroaches in the kitchen.
0: Get out the bag on. Don't touch it.
1: That's the sentiment coming Mm. through there for sure. Okay, so. When we talk about where to from here for the markets, I mean, we had a number of great conversations on that theme today, clearly, in the wake of the FOMC. Um, I know you wrote it in the newsletter today. It, it it does feel as if that buy the dip mentality is uh, is yesterday's news, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, the environment has completely changed and uh, it will be so for the time being. Uh, until the focus goes off inflation to growth, and the like, uh, this is what it's going to be for the time being. So we'll see what happens from here. But uh, the big one that's starting to loom now, and everyone's going to be getting a bit heebie-jeebie about it. We've got a few more weeks of confession season here locally before earnings season kicks off is, uh, is earnings here, United States. Margins, we know they're getting hit by inflation. Uh, weakening demand in some pockets. So, yeah. Is the E about to go and drop the penny? Mm, we'll find out.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, When you got to think about retailers, again, that came up in the conversation with Carlos Quecho from Jardin, you know, again, uh, looking at the U.S. as sort of the canary in the coal mine as far as retail goes when it comes to inventories, uh, when it comes to input costs and uh, obviously the consumer as well. So we'll continue to have conversations about that. Had a good chat today with Kyle McIntyre saying that some of the biggest money in markets you know, times like this is really taking a contrarian view.
0: Yeah, I prompted him to go and say that as well. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, cause there's some of the, uh, the Scotty,
1: modesty is not his, uh, his strong suit. Yeah, no, but no,
0: <laughs> there's the, the way he was explaining to me, and this is, uh, this is before the interview started, we was having a chat about, it, and it just like had that real contrarian tilt. And, uh, it's, it's proven to be the case. You look over the course of time, the other uh, people who have, um, not timed it exactly, but to know, started leaning into another, uh, trend as it's getting going has really dominated. It's been big, big movements when it comes to thematics at the moment. So, yeah, some great ideas out there. He gave some uh, some names uh, in the healthcare space in particular, Uh, also in the energy space. So uh, something for everyone.
1: Yeah, he's been um, long, got this energy call, right, you know, pre-war in Ukraine. Um, And, yeah, defensiveness is sort of the theme that... uh that continues with an interview that we've got in the show notes from Zach Riaz from Tree. So if you'd like to listen to that, that would be good. Uh, we've got BOE, we've got uh, Swiss National Bank, we've got lots happening for the rest of the week. We'll get you across everything you need to know on AusBiz, the live stream. If you just listen to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go over to com dot AU and there are plenty of interviews from throughout the day and our live stream as well when we're on from eight thirty until about well market close, four fifteen each and every weekday.
0: All right. I've been up since about bloody four o'clock in the morning. So, too. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go it's hit p- me. Yeah, I'm gonna go and uh I don't know, probably have a glass of red I think so one of those nights and probably mirrors the market today.
1: Yeah. Here's All right. Cheers that everyone out there have a good one. Cheers.